in the family. Won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is another... For, for the, the stepdads. stepdads. Yeah, your dirty old stepdads are here yeah. to talk to you about stuff. Crack open that Michelob Ultra yes. <laughs> and have a seat and, Coors and banquet. discuss some some adult issues. Next month, you're going to have to get out your Cuddy Sark. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Omega Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what a fun month. Uh, uh, yeah, it was great. Man, I love Steve Martin. I love Martin Short. Seeing them together is... It's like heaven. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's Steve amazing. Steve Martin Short Month was a success. And uh, for my birthday, we watched Clifford. <laughs> oh my God. Adam made a big old meatball <laughs> uh, casserole, uh, casserole that was delicious. Yeah. And Phoebe oh, got no, no, a... Oh, no, no, no. I made mac and cheese. Oh, no, your, no, no. Yes. Cheese, oh, yeah. I'm getting them all mixed up. So, homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. So homemade mac and cheese with bacon. Yeah. Oh, baby. Some oh Texas God. toast for my heritage. My pound of bacon. Pound of cheese. Pound and a half of cheese. Pounded shells. It was great. Ate the whole thing myself. Yeah. Ate uh, all them pounds. I've been I sat there and cried as he ate it. I've been backed up since. <laughs> That's why I'm grumpy. Um, no, it was great. Uh, Adam got me an amazing game. Uh, the Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. God of War Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok, Ragnarok yeah. which she's playing right now. Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. And uh, Phoebe got me the uh, Mental Misadventures of... Ed Grimley on DVD. Yeah. Oh, what a bonus. Uh, I've been watching those. I love it. It's awesome. And then we watched Clifford, which uh, we talked a little bit about. Uh, Clifford is the movie with Martin Short playing a 10-year-old boy. Oh, my God. And he's visiting his uncle, played by Charles Grodin. And Charles Grodin. And, uh, oh, it is a great, creepy, weird movie. I could not. The whole time, Jim early on in the movie said that it would have been great if Steve Martin was playing the Charles Gordon role. Yeah. Uh, and I could not get that out of my head. I love Charles Gordon. Oh, yeah. He was great in this movie. He was. But I could not get Steve Martin playing that part out of my head opposite Martin Short. It was a perfect fit for the two of them. Yes. It would have been a yes. perfect fit. And as much as I adore Tar- Charles Gordon and he was great in this movie, I do think it would have been a better I, movie. I agree. I agree. Because it would have been a bigger movie for sure. The The issue that I have, Charles Gordon is so good at being annoyed yeah. And mad. Yeah. It's it kind of crossed the line a couple of times <laughs> for a 10-year-old boy. Kind of. <laughs> and Steve Martin does that a little bit more charming yeah. or a little bit less aggressive, I, I guess. Yeah. Than, than, uh, like he wouldn't – he didn't see – I don't think Steve Martin would have would have come across like he actually wanted to murder Clifford. Right. Whereas Charles Grodin, I honestly believed he was going to murder him. Oh, sure. And, and rightly so. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but – if you haven't seen it, it is such a weird. It's a great movie. Little movie. And it is so good, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah. It's if you just want to watch, just the creepiest little boy. <laughs> He's so great at being dinosaur. such an annoying, devious little kid. Oh yeah, and devious is the word. Oh my god! And there's this whole wraparound with him as an old man being a priest. It's very. It doesn't. The whole thing is it's so weird. Bizarre. It is such a weird. It would have fit into our weird movie month really well. Well, I mean, yeah. we can still do it. I, that's true. We're just I mean, giving we a should. Yeah, it's definitely going to be covered. We definitely need to know why that movie was made. <laughs> yes, uh, but so much fun. I want to uh, just a couple of quick corrections. Yes, if you don't yes. mind. Uh, I mentioned that Steve Martin played the same role as Jack Nicholson in Little Shop of Horrors, but that's not true. No, that is not Jack true. Jack Nicholson played the. I think it was the. 
wasn't Rick Moranis in the Steve Martin version? I think so. I think so. he played that part. Wow. The no, correction no, no, no. Is Rick gonna... Moranis was the star, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. Rick Moranis the... But Jack Nicholson wasn't the lead? I thought he was the no, lead no, no. in it. Wow. No, Jack Nicholson had a very small part as the, oh, as the yes. dentist's patient who loves pain. Right, right. Okay. And that's why... That's where... Okay. But okay. Steve Martin was My the bad. dentist causing yeah. the pain. I he... think uh, it was either Bill Murray... I think it was Bill Murray that played that part. Yes. In the now that you say that, I, I remember him the ecstasy of being yes. drilled. Yeah. So it was yeah. Bill Murray that played yeah. the, the part Jack originated Nicholson. by Jack Nicholson in the <laughs> Corman film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I I honestly obviously haven't seen either of them in a long time. No, but uh, we'll, we'll have to do that film as well. Um, oh, it's so it's so fun. It'd it's be so f- messed up. I think we should do a month where we do. The original and the remake. Like, we could do oh, yeah. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah. Because those are both interesting. That's good. That's intriguing. Uh, we could do what we were just talking about. The Little Shop of Little Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. And then, you know, pick another comedy or something. But but I think it'd be fun to cover something, you know, little doolies. Yeah, yeah. You know? That'd be interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, a little sneak peek into the inner workings <laughs> of your favorite stepdad show. Yeah. Um, also. Oh, yes. Uh, I yes. want to give a shout out to my sister, Tracy, who pointed out something... <laughs> And I can't, I can't even believe that we yeah looked did over not, did not discuss um, at all. The whole point of the jerk yeah was him getting a thermos right for Bernadette Peters' character yeah, and at the very end he he, he traded all of the oh, I just want this lamp he yeah. traded all that stuff for a thermos right, and at the very end he did pick out a thermos for her he did. He did. And uh, was sweet. My sister texted, you forgot all about the thermos. <laughs> and she was absolutely right, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, because that is a huge leitmotif of the entire. It is. It uh, is. Film. Film. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. You have a rather personal story yes. about the jerk. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me preface this quickly. I speak a lot about my stepdad growing up and. And the, um, well, let's just say tumultuous relationship we had as a child. Um, When I got older, before he passed, we were able to become friends. Mm -hmm. We, you know, it didn't make up for all the stuff that he put us through or put me through. I mean, you can't, that stuff doesn't go away. But we made peace and we made pals. And, you know, the last couple of years he had were great, you know? If you ever... Tried his knucklehead stuff. I'd just be like, what are you doing? And he'd stop. And so we had a really good relationship. And and I recommend to anybody who has a difficult relationship with their parents or a parent to try to reconcile. If they're not up to it, F them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could sure. turn away and walk away. There is nothing wrong from walking away from a family member if they are toxic or if they're bad yeah. and they're not willing to change. There's no laws that says you have to hang out with your family. However, if... You notice this person making a change. What happened with Ray is he had uh, carotid artery surgery mm-hmm. um, where he almost died. He had to have surgery. And then after the surgery, there, there was a big change in him. Sure. And, and I noticed it. Most everybody else didn't. And that's fine because, you know, you're a jerk for a long, long time. <laughs> you know, It's hard to not see someone that way. Yeah. They've been that I way mean, for a long time. I get yeah. it. I yeah. 100% get it. And, you know, I was just lucky enough to have the time and the patience and whatever to, to forge a relationship with him. And, and when he died, it was sad. Yeah. 
It wasn't, you know, a lot of resentment or whatever. I mean, there's always right. going to be residual effects. Sure. You know, you're never going to get away from that stuff. But, but if you have a chance for your own health, right. your own mental health, try. You know, if the other person is a willing participant, yeah, give them a chance. Sure. You know, forgiveness is always good. Sure. And uh, it's, it's, it's good for you. You sure. know, whatever's best for you, do it. Yeah. Okay. Now all that garbage <laughs> out of the way, I'm going to tell you a little story. So I, as we know, loved Steve Martin. Still mm-hmm. do. But as a child, he was just this magical hero to me. Mm-hmm. And anything that he did, I wanted to see. And so when The Jerk came out, I was so pumped to see it. I was just a kid, though. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was not. I was just a baby. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't allowed to go see R-rated movies, of course. And so I had to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I had to. So I, de- I devised a plan, and I don't know – I honestly don't know how this plan came about because I don't know if we had a VCR then. I don't know how I did this. I think I, it would have been too early for a VCR. don't know how I pulled this off. Yeah. But somehow, because the old man hated cats so much, I found – I was able to show him the scene, the cat juggling scene right, from The right. Jerk, which just delighted him to the point where he's like, let's go. And he took me then. You know, he'd been drinking yeah. a bit or whatever. <laughs> So it was always, it was always tough going to the movies with him because he'd be like, you know, if there was ever like a scene, a topless scene or something, he'd be like, up, up, close your eyes, close. that just that loud, Ugh. you know. So everybody uh. in the movie, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> so we're watching the movie, and the scene comes up where Steve gets his dog, and uh, he's like, hey, he's a hero, he's a hero. And then the guy's like, you shouldn't call that dog hero. You should call him shithead. And I'm going to use the word. I apologize. Sure, sure. But it, it, it pertains, right? The old man found that to be hilarious. Of course. And for some reason, now this is why, be careful what you wish for, folks. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I wished and wished upon every star to go see this movie, and I got my wish. And this is how I paid for it. So... He thought that was so funny that from then on, my nickname was Shithead. <laughs> now, when there were other people around, he would abbreviate it to SH to not, you know. Right. Like right. if a priest was in the room, he'd be like, hey, <laughs> sure. SH, go get the whatever. He thought it was hilarious. This lasted forever. I mean, I think by the time, you know, we got yeah. to be pals and stuff, he wasn't doing it anymore. Right, right, I right. think after I broke his rib. He didn't really do it anymore either. But, but yeah, I mean, it was horrifying, man. Like, you know, if you got kids, people, don't give them a nickname like Shithead. No. It's not going to help them and their self-esteem. And look, the old man had a weird sense of humor, and I think that he thought it was like a way for us to bond or whatever. But I told him I didn't like it, and he still kept doing yeah. it. And it was yeah. just like – it was just the bane, you know? And and uh, <laughs> so every time I watch that movie, as much as I love that movie, right, right. it's always going to be tainted. When that thing comes up, I get a little, you know, a little stitch in my side or a little <laughs> like whatever because it was just like, come on, man. So, yeah. yeah. Stepdads. Don't call your kid shithead. Yeah, don't do that. That's not good. <laughs> don't give them direct. Look, it was the 70s. Things were different. You know, kids yeah. were treated differently yeah, back but still, then. But still. But, uh, oof. Don't do that. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. So. All right. So what have what have you been watching? 
So what have I been watching? I watched. I finally got around to watching a knock at the cabin. Yeah, Is that the name of yes, it? yes. Um, Based uh, on a cabin in the woods by Paul Tremblay, right? The novel, which uh, I did not read. I have read. So let's hear what you thought of it first, and then I'll tell you why I think about the way I think about it. Okay. First of all, the performances were excellent. Yeah. Dave Bautista is emerging as one of the great character actors. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love watching him. And he's because I've got a talent yeah. crush on Dave. Oh, he's yeah. like he's one great. of my guys from the 70s that I just want to yeah. watch anything that he's in. And he was absolutely great in this. Rupert Grint yeah. was great in his he was tiny great little too, part. Yeah. Uh, the, the actor from Mindhunter. G- Groff. Uh, Groff. Graf. Graf? Groff. Groff. Maybe. One of those. Yes. And, and the guy that played his <laughs> Jonathan husband. Groff. Yeah, Everyone. He's great. They were all, all great. Them. Yeah. All of them. Little girl was great. Yeah. Little girl was yeah. great. The, the, She'd never acted the, anything before this. She was really she was fun. Great. She yeah. was very natural. Yeah. That said, <laughs> I thought the entire conceit of the movie was stupid. Yeah. Like the whole point of the you, movie, I couldn't get past the yeah. – absolute inanity of it and yeah. how just stupid it was. You you have to do this, otherwise the world ends. Oh, my yeah. God. It just was dumb and pointless. And the way that he ended it was just so easy and so painless and so yes. uh, lazy yes. that I didn't care. I, I did not care. So I normally really, really like M. Night Shyamalan. And I didn't dislike this movie. I just didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah. But I normally like his choices. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll make choices, and people make fun of him for his choices. Sure. But, like, The Village, I loved the ending. Yeah. I thought that choice was great. I thought it worked. Yeah. Uh, rewatch the movie. It works way better than you think it does. Uh, like, you know, Sixth Sense. Like, all that stuff. Sure. All those great choices. This being having been based on a book, mm-hmm. and a book that I had read, he made a choice in the movie that literally made you feel that way, that that lazy kind of, yeah. like, ending. It was just too easy. Because, spoiler alert, <laughs> in the book, the little girl dies. Yeah, and that's so and much more challenging. And it made it so much tougher. Yes. And and the end of the book is, it's much more ambiguous. up in the air, yeah. ambiguous, if, if, if it was actually happening, or if they actually made it. You can even believe it was happening, but you don't know if they actually made it work or not. Yeah, this was just a... Cody's happy ending. Yeah. And look, I, I'm a big fan of early Shyamalan Ding Dong. I love... Shyamalan. Uh... <laughs> Shyamalan. I know. Sense is I great. Feel I'm trying to get better about not butchering his name because I feel like I'm kind of becoming a little uh, asshole-ish about it. Yeah, it's whatever. I'm just kidding him. Um, but he's. A, I think he's a great filmmaker. I mean, I... He's a good filmmaker. He had... I... He, uh, the problem with him is he peaked too early. He got too much success too early. And that puts a lot of pressure on a guy. Yeah. And the problem is, is once you have a couple of big hits and people love your movies, then they're all looking for you to fail. And I love Signs. I love The Sixth Sense. I loved Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, I need to watch The Village again because I did not like it when I saw it. It is. It is. To me, that movie is that knowing the ending, if you watch it again, listen to the dialogue. Really listen to the dialogue. That's why it's. Fascinating how it breaks down. I think and, that definitely is one to watch again, knowing what the ending is. Yeah. Because I think it. You're right that it that the stuff leading up to it probably makes it a better better film than I thought yeah. it was. It's just really subtle when you're watching it the first time. It's and, just Adrian Brody and in I, that movie. 
Yeah, you're you're not a fan of Adrian Brody. No, I'm okay with Adrian Brody. <laughs> I loved Adrian Brody in uh, Poker Face. Oh yeah, that's you know? true. He was I, great. I like him in some stuff. I just Adrian Brody needs a good director. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, an and, actor's director. And yeah. I don't think he got very good direction in that movie. It's really funny because I think that Shyamalan is really good with kids. Yeah. Like I think he directs kids sure. really well. I I think with the adults or whatever like i i think he just has a tendency to let them kind of do their thing i don't know and i i think a lot of actors need more direction yes and... they do because <laughs> most of them aren't as good as they think they yeah. are huh? um and choices are choices and if you make a wrong choice the director's got to be like wrong choice yeah. buddy but he but again like you said in knock at the cabin all the yes. acting was top oh, notch yes he I... he directed those actors impeccably yeah. but he also had great actors True. It was good yeah. casting, for and, sure. And and we talked about this, too. I I think it would have made a much better play. I think I would have been more forgiving. I would have enjoyed it more yeah. if I saw it on stage. Because it just seemed like that kind of vibe. Well, I, the thing is, is when... Because I, I read the book because everyone talked about it. And it was supposed to be about the end of the world and all this. And I have a weird fascination with apocalypse stories and all this stuff. Um, that goes way back. But... I read it, and I was kind of like, I wasn't a huge fan of the book. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's like a big thought experiment. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, you probably could have gotten that done in, like, 20 pages. It's a what if. But the second that you then try to make it into a movie, yeah. it becomes very real. And you no longer can make it a thought experiment. No. I mean, that being said, obviously there's directors that can do that, and the directors that will do that and have in the past. But this wasn't that. But Shyamalan is not that kind of director. And this wasn't that, because... It was, all it was, was these two, look, spoiler alert, whatever. Yeah. It's these two guys that have to decide whether, who to kill to save the world. Right. And there was, the evidence was overwhelming. There was no ambiguity to whether or not this was happening. Yeah. That was taken out of it. Yeah. Which to me is uninteresting. Yeah, I mean, because then, then it's, you know, because then it's like, well, because the second that they see that first time where they're like, okay, let's watch the TV, and then the natural disaster happens, the movie should have ended. One of the, because then after that, you have an hour of them just dithering about right. what, what do we do? What do yep. we do? You know, it's yeah. like, how long can you just go, well, this isn't happening? It's yeah. like, it's my, my least favorite trope. Oh, my God. Same in film. It, it, it all goes back for me to paranormal activity, yeah. where, Obviously, doors are opening, shit's flying around, and the guy's like, this isn't happening. Oh, God, I hate like, that. Mmm. Oh, the people it's that lazy are... lazy writing. Yes. Well, because they need that foil. It's lazy I'm writing. Then you, come up with something else. Yeah, like movies where the devil is just throwing everybody around and goes, nope, not happening. It's probably this, the pipes. Yeah. <laughs> to call a plumber. Must, it must be some kind of weather balloon. No, I don't, no. you know, I mean, it's like, come on. I don't come think on. So. And, yeah. but, but that's part of the reason that I, I like Shyamalan, because, like... In signs, it's like, this is happening. Yeah. And and it's like, this is the evidence. And they're like, all right, and this the, is yes, happening. Exactly. And, and then you go from there. Right. And this knock of the cabin couldn't do that. It insults the intelligence of the characters. and It insults the intelligence of the viewer to yeah. have that, you know, Nettie the naysayer. Yeah. That's always yeah. going to be like, nip, nip, nip. I'm just the foil. Ooh, I'm a plot device. I don't, I'm not going to believe it until the ghost is actually murdering me. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. okay. Final word, it's worth a look. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth a see. I, it's yeah. worth to see mainly for Dave Bautista, in my yeah. opinion. It's yeah. not, I mean, it's not going to be a slog of a movie. Yeah. That, you know, it, it no. just, it took me two days to get through it. I didn't watch it all the way through because I got 
yeah. bored. But uh, and then I finished it. But still, you but know. I, I, I saw it in the theater, so like I, you know, <laughs> it, it was one of those. Well, it's not. I didn't. It moved and it right. was fine. But like, you know, um, it's on. It's on Peacock. Have a take a look at it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I didn't even tell you this. I watched something the other night. This is so crazy. So, for some reason, I watched uh, Murder Mystery. Oh yeah, the the, the Adam Sandler. Yeah, I was watching some of the Adam Sandler Mark Twain thing and i just kind of got adam sandler mark twain thing well he got the mark twain award oh oh oh, oh okay, okay so i, I was I, like did he play mark twain yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, on stage it was he could win a tony um, <laughs> ooh, 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 twain. <laughs> um i don't know <laughs> and, I, and i just i i i i have a fun i like no adam sandler's i fun. love adam sandler yeah, yeah. early adam sandler movies are hilarious yeah. and him on saturday live hilarious um but i haven't I haven't enjoyed his recent movies. They just seem very. Yeah. I, I get it. You want to hang out with your friends and make a yeah. lazy movie. Yeah. Whatever. This movie was actually. I enjoyed. Had you not seen no. it? No. Oh, I saw it when it first came out. No, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought both he and Jennifer Aniston were really good together. Yeah. I liked the fact that there was no Kevin James. <laughs> there was no Rob Schneider. Now with no Kevin James. Yeah, there was none of the usual of gang of idiots. Yeah. You know? Who most of them I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a murder mystery too is coming. That's out what I was going to say. Soon, is yeah. I'm now excited. It comes out Friday on Friday um, or today. I, Do I, listen, it watch it after today. this show. Uh, yeah. And I, and I watched the trailer for it. I'm actually kind of excited. Yeah. And I haven't been excited for a uh, Adam Sandler movie in a long time. And I'm really yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be excited. It's yeah. going to be goofy. It's going to be fun. I mean, it'll be, but it, it'll have more plot. <laughs> and Luke Evans was so much fun. I love him. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I watched those. It's so funny. I didn't realize you hadn't watched it. I no. Yeah. I, I, I Well, I stopped, un- unfortunately, after the Grown Ups movies. Yeah. And and there was a Hubie Halloween or oh, something. Th- I couldn't even get through that. They were so god-awful, man. His, the, the, the voice he was doing that movie oh, just made God. me. It was like nails on a chalkboard. He is such a funny guy. But he can also be so brutally unfunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so true. Unbelievably just bad movies. He makes weird choices with certain characters, and it's like, nope, nope. And I think he would be the first probably to agree. Yeah. You know, I think was the same. Was the one where he played the son of Satan or whatever? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, little Nicky. Little Nicky had the same. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I can't, I just couldn't do it. Uh, if you have a chance, watch Conan O'Brien on the uh, uh, Mark Twain Award. It's hilarious. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, the reason why... All of his friends could be here on a night. It's because he's here. He's not making a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These people have been true. sucking on the teat. Of... <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever. Rightfully so. He's like, he's even good to his, he's even good to his Uber driver, Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and they cut to Rob Schneider who laughed. But uh, yeah. yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I'm what excited about m- that. What other movies have you seen? Um, I, d- I went and saw Cocaine Bear. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm actually pretty sure that in a couple of weeks it's going to be on Peacock, I think. Probably. Or something. It's or one of those. I think I remember seeing that it was going to be announced. But it's it was fun. It's been out in the theater for a while. Uh, but Phoebe really wanted to see it, and so we, we finally got to sit down and watch it. And uh, I love Elizabeth Banks as a director. She is fantastic. Uh, I was not expecting the movie to be... As bloody gory as it was, <laughs> I, really? I, no, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I well, guess it's a bear on cocaine. 
But it's not just the bear that it's does not just the, bloody, the bloody stuff. He's not just like, going to sit there and talk to you about starting a there business. There is one particular <laughs> scene that was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in a movie. Nice. And it was so her. unexpected. And I was just, and it was like, and it was uh, Margot Martindale, <laughs> who is amazing. One of my favorite actors ever. Amazing. My fa- one of my favorite and character actors ever. Jonathan Tyler... Oh, I can't think of his last name. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. From Modern Family. When he came on the screen, no idea was him. Yeah, he looks so no different. Idea. Uh, no I idea. I love him, too. It's got such a great cast. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see it. It's 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 fun. It's really fun. And a really good last performance from Ray Liotta. Great. Well, one of his last. I think he's still got a couple more coming out. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I know, I, oh, wow. God, probably man, not as good as that one. Yeah, he had a few things in the can. Yeah. Um, a few things in the kid. Which, which, speaking of, I actually watched Blackbird finally. Yes. Uh, I was flying somewhere, and they happened to have Apple TV like Plus on it, and I watched the first two episodes. So when we came back, I watched all of it. Man, Ray Liotta is so good in that. And and you want to talk about actor crush, Taron Egerton. Oh, my God. Anything yes. he does now, I don't care. Ah, anything. I can't wait for the Tetris movie. Oh, it's going to be so good. I never thought those words would come out of my <laughs> mouth. Um, I, uh, on Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. I want to talk about a movie that I just watched of hers that I just found on Hulu. I, I, I kind of remember when it came out, but it completely went under the radar. It was this movie called Call Jane okay. that she stars in with Sigourney Weaver, and oh. uh, who's just She's fantastic. She's another one of those, I'll watch anything. She's and this is one of Elizabeth Banks' best performances. Oh, I'm yeah. saying a lot. Yeah. She's always She's great. I've never seen her give a bad performance. This movie is uh, about in the late 60s before – the Roe v. Wade decision when abortion mm-hmm. was still illegal about this uh, underground network of women that called themselves Jane. Oh, okay. Uh, that had these, you know, uh, these flyers out that's like pregnant in trouble, need help, call Jane. And oh, it was oh. an underground network of women helping women get abortions. Oh, okay. And they, Elizabeth Banks' character, even ended up learning how to do the procedure and taught wow. others to do the procedure. Wow. Because you couldn't get a doctor. It's Right, right. It's such an important film to watch because you need... And look, it's a film, so it's not the truth. It, yeah. You know, but yeah. it's a great representation of what we're going to be facing now right. with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Right, right. Because, you know, this is back... This is back when, like, a woman couldn't get a credit card without her husband's permission. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they were very much under the thumb and... Couldn't own a house, couldn't... Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So it's really... And that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, this is seven. Sadly this is sixty-eight, enough. man. Yeah. This is you know less than sixty years ago, and and we're heading back to that now in many states, and in, in in you know a lot of in a lot of ways. So do yourself a favor, check out this movie. Yeah, uh, it's called Call, uh, Call, Jane. Call Jane, and it it's it's got that seventies sixty seventies vibe. Mm-hmm. It's shot really well. It's directed really well, and uh, and it's not just a slog through. Abortion, right, right. It's a really interesting story with fun performances and nice. really well-rounded characters, and just a very, very interesting part of our history that a lot of people really need to kind of revisit now yeah. that we're heading back down that horrible road. I, I, the the Elizabeth Banks Renaissance of like everything she's because not only now is she directing, but yeah. she's acting and she's doing everything at the top of her game. She's hosting game shows oh yeah like like she is a renaissance man like it's it is amazing watching her career she is she just seems like a person 
that you'd want to know. She just seems so yeah. Yeah. Uh, smart and funny and personable and yeah. a good mom and, you know, all these yeah. things yeah. that, uh, you know, just a very positive force yeah. and, and yeah. a very, very fiercely talented person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I mean, check it out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of 70s stuff. Like, I watched uh, Marathon Man. And, nice. And Three Days of the Condor. It's nice. just, I just, after watching Omega Man and and just getting in that 70s vibe, yeah, yeah. I just want to curl up in the 70s for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing, there's, the the 70s political thrillers, there's no better right. than that era. Right. Because it was right after Watergate oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everybody was distrustful of the government. Well, it's, yeah, it's, the parallax yeah. view. It's easy to, to, it's believable because it's like, oh, this was actually happening. But there were these weird, quirky movies with weird electronic soundtracks. And yeah. Warren Beatty and Robert Redford was in most of them. Yeah. Uh, you watched some 70s stuff. That's cool. Getting back in there. Any I other movies? I haven't seen The Marathon Man in a long time. Neither had I. Yeah. Probably 40 years, 30 years. Oh, wow. And, wow. But it, it, it was good. But all I kept thinking about was... Sir, uh, I was going to say Sir John Gielgud, but Sir Owen <laughs> Olivier. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching, uh, watching a little, uh, you know, Hoffman running around all the time. And uh, <laughs> it's just, I just I always remember that quote where uh, little Dustin Hoffman's running up and down the stairs, running up and down the stairs, because he's a method actor. Yeah. And he gets up and he's all out of breath. And he's like, okay. And Lawrence Olivier is like, why don't you try acting? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like you got a master telling you that. Yeah, he's just one of those old school drinking yeah. actors that I love, and I love uh, Dustin Hoffman too. But it's just funny, right? Right. You know, all these they were a little hard asses back then. Um, uh, TV shows. What TV shows have you been watching? I finished Shrinking. Which yeah, I, love. I still have to finish the last episode, but it is phenomenal. The last episode was amazing. Uh, I'm predicting maybe two Emmy nominations for my boy Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a supporting for this one. Hopefully, a lead in 1923. Yeah, uh, I haven't finished that yet. That's, oh yeah, that's done. But I, I'm kind of holding off to, to to chunk that out in one day. <laughs> have a nice little marathon. How much how much more of it do you have left to watch? Probably about half. Oh okay, okay. probably half of it. Um, that was great. I also finished Poker Face. Uh, uh, still have a few episodes left in Poker Face. So so good, good though, man. The the Judith White episode with them being the old like uh, you know super feminists and like yeah, and the then, old revolutionaries. The revolutionaries. Like it was it was so well written. Mm-hmm. It was so well written. All of and, them, really. Yeah, and and the one after with Ellen Barkin and um, uh, Tim Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Yeah. Oh my God! The twists in these shows are so good. Tim Meadows is one of the most underrated actors. Oh my God, he's so he good. Is not just one of the funniest dudes ever. Yeah, one of my favorite cast members for Saturday Night Live. He's also a really good dramatic actor. Oh yeah, he's yeah. just a good actor. Yeah, and, he's a great actor. Yeah, and uh, to see them just chewing the scenery and having fun—that was great. <sighs> uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was great. I haven't seen his episode uh, yet. Oh, it's yeah. good. They're all good. They're all great. It just harkens back. To Columbo. It's just so back to Columbo. The 70s. Yeah, it's so good. Oh it's my so God, good. It. Another show that kind of, it's different, but it has that same kind of opening card that feel. Yeah. Of, uh, is Perry Mason. Oh, which yeah. The second season's yeah. come back, and uh, it's really great. good. So okay. good. Such a great series. I didn't hear great things about the first season, so I like I haven't it. watched it yet. Yeah. I really liked it. Okay. It was really interesting. This season is a little more interesting. Yeah. Because the first season, he starts out as an investigator and then. After his uh, 
employer and mentor mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. He becomes a lawyer. And, you oh. know, it's, so it's kind of the origin story of Perry oh, okay. Mason. Okay. And then this. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll check yeah. It out. And then you, this season, he's dealing with the repercussions of what happened with last season. Oh, uh, okay. And in the new case that he has that's got these twists and turns that are really interesting, the supporting characters are great. It's just a very deep, rich. Nice. I was never a huge Perry Mason fan. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was the bane of my existence when I was oh. home from school. Every time it came on, I was like, all right, time to go read him. <laughs> we got an hour to kill with Perry Mason on. <laughs> I don't think you're innocent. I think you're guilty. Yeah, yeah. What's, what was his name? Ah, uh, the actor's name. Uh, Richard Burr. Uh, Richard Burr. Was it Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. I preferred Ironsides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was the mean detective in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really good. Uh, uh, I started watching uh, The Reluctant Traveler. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Eugene Levy. Yeah. Uh, we watched the first episode yesterday. He first place he goes to is Finland. Nice. That's you got to watch it. You got to watch oh, it. Can't wait. Finland is the happiest country in the world. And, and the, the best part about it is that Eugene Levy flat out is like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> he <does laughs> and, he's, and then he goes, and it's so great watching him get excited about stuff. Like, it's really it's really good. I'm excited to watch the, the rest of it. I love Finland, like, 30-something years ago when I visited yeah. there. And yeah. I want to go. That's a place that I definitely want to go back. Um, yeah, I want to watch. I love Eugene Levy. Oh, he's so good. I, I've been he's watching, so funny. I've been watching so much SCTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we, you know, this month, since right, we've been right. doing, you know, not just Martin Short stuff, but just reacquainting myself with the show that I loved. And my God, he is so absolutely hilarious and a chameleon. You know, you just think of Eugene Levy oh. as, oh, the guy with the eyebrows. And he's, oh, you know, no. he's kind of put out or whatever. But he had such great character work. Yeah. I mean, that one, that clip we watched with him and Martin, I think yeah. it was him, Martin yeah, Short. Yeah, yeah, Where they were maybe gay, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize it was him for the first half of it. I know. Because it was so different from everything else I'd seen him oh, in. so good. Uh, Eugene Levy was the very first actor that I ever saw here in L.A. Yeah, you mentioned I that I ran in him in a, in, a, in a bookstore. Uh, or, well, it was on the Santa Monica Promenade. But, but yeah, anyway, I, yeah, he's great. He'll always have a special place in my heart. He is awesome. Um, he's 75 now. And, like, and man, he still looks amazing. looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, look, getting to do what you love for all of your life and, yeah. and what you love is also a very pampering business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not, yeah. unless yeah. you're just a hard drinking, hard drugging yeah. artist, you're going to look pretty good. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of people that you, you could tell the ones that it's, are looking yes. hard. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Harrison Ford at eighty something. He's still, oh, he's you know, he's in better shape than I am. Yeah, yeah. Guy, such a, he's so good. Guy, so good in shrinking. He is great. You absolutely need to watch Shrinking. Yes, I uh, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Ted Lasso's back. Yeah, it's I still haven't watched any of that yet. Great, great show. Uh, this season's really interesting. I've heard, I've heard good things. Uh, yeah. Mandalorian's back. We've been oh, watching that. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, viewership's down. Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. it's still whatever. great. It's really fun. We're gonna probably watch. We need to catch up on it. We missed the episode on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great TV going on right now. Yeah. we're It's a, a plethora of goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you playing? Uh, I... I it, it's funny because I I was playing The Witcher and I finally got I told myself I was like I just want to get to that expansion pack that I never played yeah the in Toussaint the uh, Blood and Wine Blood and Wine uh, the best I was like DLC just, yeah. ever created opens fantastic you fight a giant he knocks down a windmill like yeah. it's great 
And, and then I haven't played it in like two weeks. <laughs> and it, it's like playing in a Monet painting. It's yeah. so beautiful. I, did, I literally I got to Toussaint and then I stopped playing it. I get I, it. I don't know why. I I want to play more of it. Uh, it has had a recent patch screwed the game up pretty bad for PC. Yeah, no, on the console too. Really? Oh yeah. Because um, it crashed on me a number of times. Really? And, then, and I think it's part of the reason I stopped playing. But yeah. they've they've um, they it's worse on the PC yeah. for sure. But it definitely has some console issues as well. The four point zero seven patch or whatever, and they've released another one that's supposedly for the console. It's better, Good. but I haven't popped it back in to to see. I play because I'm pretty close to finishing that. Finally, yeah, <laughs> I finished both expansions, and I'm on the aisle looking for Siri. I've got everybody shored up to come in and help fight the oh, wild the, hunt, the big, the big battle. Just got to bring my girl home. Yeah, um, but I got. So distracted. I was playing. Well, that, that's the thing is that yeah. th- there was some really great sales going on oh, God, yeah. through the PlayStation Store. And I picked up a bunch of these games. I picked up like five games for like less than 20 bucks. Oh, it's great. And and I and it's like these games are really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're fun little gems that you can discover. I, I got distracted watching The Last of Us, which was excellent. Yeah. Absolutely adored oh, that. Great show. Can't wait great for the great. second season. Bella Ramsey, my God. Yeah. And, uh, Pedro Pascal, superb, excellent. But yeah. I played while I was watching that. I played through The Last of Us Part One, the mm-hmm. PS Five version, and oh, that was so much fun! I did a N Plus, which I love N Plus now. That's my yeah. thing. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's m- so much more fun, right? Right. To play an N Plus version, but uh, on most games, <laughs> sometimes the N Plus can be even more frustrating. Sure, sure, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it was a little harder. Yeah, yeah. Which was fun. I mean, it was more of a challenge. And then I did the. I was just like so wrapped up in the world. Yeah. And yeah. loved it so much that I immediately went into Last of Us Part Two. Right. I did right. a replay, an N plus replay of that. Yeah. N plus, for those of you who don't know, just quickly, is you replay the game, but you get to play with all. You get to keep all the stuff, a yeah. lot of the stuff that you. Essentially, you're at collected. the level yeah. you were at at the end of the last game right. you played. Instead yeah. of trying to find all the guns and. Yeah, yeah. Guns, you, guns, you have guns, everything. Guns. Uh, you it have it. It all. allows you to be a badass. Yes, <laughs> and and be awesome. Which yeah. is that's what I did with The Witcher. I mean, yeah. I've got a lot of. I've never done an N plus before, and now I'm doing all yeah. twenty thousand N pluses. <laughs> uh, and I burned through that game, and oh my god, that game, The Last of Us Part Two, is unlike any other game I've ever played. It is so well crafted. Yeah, and the way that they torture you for yeah. your your decisions and you play as Ellie from The Last of Us Part 1 mm-hmm. and you also play as this character Abby mm-hmm. who is her enemy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil yeah, what happens don't, don't anything, yeah. but it's basically a story of vengeance yeah. and hatred and the lengths that you'll go yeah. and how much vengeance is enough vengeance? When I got to the end, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a fight at the end. When I got to that fight, I didn't want to push the buttons. I did not yeah. want to yeah. fight that fight. You don't want to fight it. You're forced to. Yeah. And, yeah. It may, and, and it totally makes sense that you're doing it, but I hated doing it. Yeah. I hated that. That's, and I hated that's exactly myself. what they wanted you to feel. And it's insane that you can feel that from right. a video game. People right. think video games are just mindless, stupid. Oh, no. But this game... More so than just about any other film affected me because you're dozens of hours with these characters from both sides. Yeah. yeah. And you 
you know, usually in games you just go and there's carnage and you kill all these right, people and there's right. no real repercussions. Right. But this side, you see it from both sides. That's crazy. You know, all these people that you you just murdered as Ellie, right. you do the flip side and you get to know them all. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, I yeah. feel so horrible for what I did. It, but, but it's still very fun and the combat's yeah. amazing and still very engaging. Yeah. Just a 10 out of 10. And and I finished it. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I usually, you know, you know me. You, you, you'll wait yeah, for the last the act forever. Yeah. But I've been trying to clear out the catalog. I'm almost, I think I I'm got like two side missions left for Hogwarts and then oh, yeah. I'm pretty much done. Yeah. I'm not going to do a lot of the the, like, the busy work. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The open world Collection stuff. stuff yeah. yeah. Um, but that's almost done. And then, like you, I picked up a couple of, you know, cheapies. And yeah. I just got this game yesterday. Uh, called Dismantle. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- th- what's really okay? I uh, they d- had a Diablo four beta. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've never been a Diablo guy. I've yeah. never really been a top down right right video game guy. You know, this like the, the the it's a bird's eye view kind of three quarter yeah top view. Man, that thing sucked me in like nobody's business. <laughs> I'm so excited for the game now. Yeah, it's super on my radar. And yeah. And because I had so much fun with that, and we had played a few, we played at the Ascent. Yeah, which top is... down, top down's getting better for sure. Yeah, the Ascent is great, which we we need to keep playing. Yeah, because I I think about that game way more than I should. Oh yeah, because I really enjoyed it. it. It's got such a good look. But I was just jonesing for another top down, and I I found this game Dismantle that was on sale, real cheap, and I read a couple of reviews. Yeah, and so I'm like, you know, whatever. It's it's a few bucks. Why not try it? Yeah. And it was great. It's like this top down apocalyptic. Kind of a survival game, kind of? Kind of, but survival light, not the yeah. really... Not, yeah. Like, the tedious survival like the stuff. the Sons of the Forest. Right, which I, <laughs> you know, I, I just have never been able to get into that kind I, of, like, yeah. craft, you know, I love crafting and RPG stuff and all that, but, like, building shelters and yeah. permadeath and, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not my thing. But this is really fun, and it's just the perfect kill a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's... yeah, that's that's the same way I felt about the Last Stand aftermath. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which is a top-down game that is it, actually funny because it has permadeath all the time. It's just <laughs> yeah. that you just start playing as another character. Right, right. That's part of the, the but, baked-in story. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's great and it's fun and it was one of those you just you can you can play it for a couple hours. You don't, you don't have to get super invested. Yeah, you can get a little further every time you you know restart with somebody else. You get a little further and and. And all that, and it's super fun. And I, I was never a huge, of course. Whenever I think of top down, I think of like Gauntlet, sure. you know, and like these games that I was kind of like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Like I, you know, but they're they're really coming into their own. Oh, the graphics for Diablo Four were impeccable. Oh my God, it looked amazing. It's got a great story, and it, the RPG uh, mechanics are great. Uh, I just love a value. You yeah, know? I love a game yeah. that you can play for a thousand hours. Right, right. And it looks like this is one of those. Um, yeah, one of the one of the games I picked up on sale was uh, Dead Island, which I had never yeah, played before. Same, and it's like two bucks. It was it's so a cup cheap, of coffee. and it's so funny because the first act I, I started playing it, and Jim was like, "Oh, how do you feel about it?" And I was like, "Well, you know, the first act, I, I literally haven't died yet." And then I got to the second act, and I have died like eight thousand times <laughs> to the point where I actually stopped playing for a while because I was getting so frustrated <laughs> with it. It was just like, but it's good, yeah. and, it, and it makes me really excited about Dead Island Two, yes, which is coming out this month soon. or next month, uh, next month, uh, April. 
which I didn't know Dead Island 2 was set in San Francisco and Los Angeles. I just thought it was Los and, Angeles. And it is, I, I don't know if San Francisco is like a part of it, but I, it was a review I saw I was talking about it. But but the Los Angeles stuff that I saw, I was like, oh my God, that yeah. is literally like a zombie apocalypse in LA. It's not an open world game. Yeah. Like a lot of people thought. It's more of hubs. Yeah. Which, which is how the, how the first yeah, game exactly. was. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. cool. Not everything has to be an open world. No. If it's no. a good story, like... You know, the open world elements in Last of Us Part Two were cool, but, yeah. you know, they they didn't add a ton of stuff to the right, story. Right, and right, was You know, it was fun to be able to run around and find Walk stuff. Around. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a yeah. great yeah. action-adventure yeah. game where you just, you did the story. Right. Was, you know, God of War, same way. Yeah. A great action-adventure game with a little bit yeah. of exploration and stuff that you don't have to do. It's just, I get overwhelmed with RPGs, as much as I love them. Yeah, but you know. yeah, agreed. And it's and it's that point where it's like, yeah, they're too big. They're, there's too much. It's too much choice. My RPG FOMO. Yeah. That I'm going to miss something or I'm going to miss right, a story. Right, you have to collect a, everything. You have gear. to do all of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. I don't have that in any other aspect of my life <laughs> <laughs> except for that. I just like, oh, I don't want to miss something. Uh, I, I, did, I did start playing God of War Ragnarok, and I, I have been appreciating it uh i did realize that i was playing it on a way harder level than i needed to be oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so i was like because it got to the it's another one of those where it was like oh okay this isn't too bad yeah. like you know i wasn't playing on a super hard level but i i was like okay this isn't too bad and then man yesterday got into some guys two hits i was dead i was like okay time to turn this down yeah there's like, I, like these souls games yeah like elden ring and right you know right I should really like them, but they're too yeah. hard. I yeah. don't. I like a challenge. Yeah, but I don't want to be frustrated. Yes, I don't want to spend. Yes. You know, the days of spending three days trying to beat, or three weeks trying to yeah. beat Zelda. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. back in the day, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to f- have a good time and. Well, and that's that's just it. Is like I haven't quite with Ragnarok. I haven't quite gotten down to the story mode yet. <laughs> right. Because I still would like it's a video game, yeah. you know. But at the same time, like you're if a I seasoned player, yeah, sure, you are. <laughs> I still get very frustrated by stuff. Yeah. But like, but that's the other part of it is I don't have the time to like figure yeah. out like you know to get better at it. It's like I just I want the story. And if I were to play the first game again, I would a hundred percent just go down to story mode. Yeah. And just breeze through it. I'm thinking about doing that to get through it. Yeah. Because Cause I it, want to get to the second one. It also doesn't, like, with achievements and yeah. trophies and stuff, like, it doesn't matter. Like, none of it's uh, challenge-based. Well, there's no shame. No. You and know, it's not, Play the game yeah. how you want to yeah. play it, how you enjoy it. If a game is super, uh, you know, one of the problems, sometimes, even in The Witcher, there was a battle that I had to turn it down yeah. to, to yeah. easy because it was just the most yeah. difficult battle in the game, the, the yeah. final boss in the expansion in uh, Blood and Wine. Right, it's right. a ridiculously hard battle, harder than anything else in the entire game, harder than the <laughs> boss battle at the end. But um, that was when I did God of War. There was a, a certain I was trying to get hundred percent on it, and there was a certain um, you have to beat all these like Valkyries. Yes, yeah, man, and you finally beat all the Valkyries, and there's like ten of them or twelve of them or something. And then the last one comes out, and I I put that on story mode, and I tell you. Even then, could not beat this person. Like I, it was so hard. Oh, those are famously difficult. So There's hard. A ton of, uh, e- I think even uh, the game ranks guys. Yeah. did a whole thing like, about. Uh, it. Yeah, but it, but you know, so it's it's very possible within the next few days that with Ragnarok, I'm just going to dump it down to the story and just be like hey, whatever. whatever. Uh, I'm also going to start playing Stray. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm I, excited to play that. I need something that's just light. I mean, after the two Last of Us games, man, Ugh, it's just yeah. so brutal. I just need something that's going to... Brutal, brutal. Yeah, yeah, where I could be a kitty cat in the future talking to robots. Yeah. You know, that sounds fun. I'm excited to play it. I, I am too. It, it, yeah. it, the little bit that I played is super fun. Any game about a cat that has a dedicated meow button, you know, and it'll bring uh, Ripley and I closer together. That's true. She likes to sit That's on my true. lap and watch me play the game. She's like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> That's not what a cat would do. Oh, it's fun. It's been a really good month. Uh, my love for Steve Martin has just grown stronger, if, 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 if that was oh, even possible. Yeah, yeah. And Martin Short, watching the Ed Grimley cartoon again just brings back so many fun college memories. Honestly, watching him in Clifford made me love him just a hair more than Steve Martin. Yeah. (laughs) Just because it was so weird. There is no better ball of energy than Martin Short. Yes. That guy, usually loud, uh, not desperate, because I don't think he's... Desperate, but loud, desperate yeah. kind of comedy yeah. is a turnoff for me. Right, right. But not him. No, no. B is loud and obnoxious. Because he does it in a way that makes fun of it. And there's just yeah. no performer like him. No, no, not at all. And the amount of joy that it seems, and if, if it's not true, he's the greatest actor ever oh, no. in he the world. But the amount of joy that it seems to bring him being on stage is right. infectious. Yeah. It, perfect example. Watch the Netflix special. Uh, with him and Steve Martin, yes, uh, the, a night you will soon forget, soon forget, or, or yeah, a night you will never remember, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> but it, watch it because the one, the bit where he's alone and he sings and he does, he, he was like essentially came up with a one note joke, and man, he committed to that, and mm. it went, and it goes in such weird places. Yeah, but it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. And to be to to have been in that business for so long. You know, you got guys like Chevy Chase or even Bill Murray, yeah. you know, that seems just so put out yeah. by having to, to be do, who they are. To do stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just the amount of joy that he feels that it seems like he has just to be doing anything yeah. is, is infectious. And Steve Martin, too. I mean, they truly seem to love each other and love what they do. Yeah. And that is the best kind of performer to be. Exactly. You know? exactly. How lucky are you? Yeah. How lucky are you <laughs> to have to have a 50, 60 year career right. and still be able to do what you love with the people that you love? How could you not just be so grateful? Yeah. How could you not be full of joy all yeah. the time? Come yeah. on, Chevy Chase. We loved you, baby. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Come on, Bill Murray. Yeah. Everybody loves you, man. Yeah, it's true. I mean, just, just sh- show a little joy. That's yeah. all. All right, well, we'll be back next week. We're going to start my birthday month. Yeah, Mr. Matheson. Jumping into Richard Matheson month. And uh, we're going to start with the Omega Man. Yeah, Omega Man. The old Chucky Heston. Uh, going to drink a lot of Cuddy Sark. Non, non-vampire movie. <laughs> not vampires. Yeah. Uh, you jive turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. Ooh. Ready? Welcome to the Gen X. I have so much trouble doing that now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the name know. of the show. It's just the rhythm. <clears throat> Welcome to the Gen X Files. I'm Jim. <laughs> we now return to your regularly scheduled programming. Barney Miller, already in progress. 